What's up, everybody? How we doing? How we living? Another episode of Talking Football here for you with, as always, Austin Cunningham and the one and only beautiful Justin Treese. I don't think I've been saying your na- your first name here. I think I've just been saying Treese. So I need to go ahead and apologize to you for that. You're too nice of a guy to just be using the last name. But, hey, it sticks. Good news, though, dude. The NFL starts very soon. I'm talking very, very soon. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is it? Oh, when people are listening to this, it's a week from that day? Literally a week. I don't know why I did the accent that I just did. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> hey, we're literally a week away from football, dude. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be pumped. I mean, for me, I'm very excited because tomorrow is a big day. The Utah Ute season starts off. And any BYU listeners, uh, nine is coming. Be ready. And if you don't get that, it's because we're about to beat BYU for the ninth straight time. They can't beat us. Nine straight times? Yes, they can't. Wow. It's little brother syndrome. It's fine. Like, they can just deal with it but it, it's going to be awesome it's going to be a great time and then the weekend we'll watch a little bit more college football just getting ready for that big weekend of the nfl dude no joke i'm in freaking excited this week yeah I mean, everything kicks off college football goes next week nfl officially starts on thursday boom i'm going to austin for the texas lsu game Humble that's going to be a blast I hope to God I don't miss the Chiefs game on the way back through the flight. Uh, if I do, I'm buying the Wi-Fi on the airplane and streaming it through NFL Game Pass for free. I'm using that free trial there. Uh, so definitely not missing that game. But, man, it, it's come quick. And I'm glad we made it through the offseason. I know we've discussed this before. But it's nice that we're finally here and we're at this point. And dude, we freaking did it. We did it. We made it. We thought it. we did it to preseason. We did it to the regular season, baby. Let's go. Preseason might have been harder than just the <laughs> offseason. <laughs> you get that, no joke. that taste for sure. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, as always, let's start in with our first segment. We're still needing a song here. We tried it before. It really didn't work out too much. But, Tree Sivia, what do you got for us, man? All right, AC. Since the start of the 2014 season, which quarterback in the NFL leads the league with most yards from screen passes? <laughs> Since 2014? Yes. Alex Smith? No, he is number five on the list. Wow. Uh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady is not even in the top ten. Not even in the top 10. Quarterbacks that throw a ton of screens, turning left or right and throwing the ball. Let me take a wild guess here. Is it going to be Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton's number six. Number six. You said Alex Smith was five? Yep. There's no way it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins throwing... number eight. Dang. Oh, my gosh. Quarterback since 2014. No way it's Matthew Stafford. Ding, ding, ding. Number one, Matthew No Stafford. way. Yeah. Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> oh, wow. I saw a hey, gunslinger. Gunslinging left or right, baby. Left or yeah. right. Are you being yeah. serious? It's Matthew Stafford? It's Matthew Stafford. And do you, you want to take a guess on how many yards he has in those, what, five seasons? Is it is it a lot? I don't want to take a guess here and just be way off. Uh, I'll just tell you because you probably aren't. I mean, it's hard to even. Three thousand? Uh, no. Over a thousand? Yeah, over a thousand. Three thousand? Just under. So it's two thousand three hundred and forty-seven. Oh my god! From screen passes since two thousand fourteen. Yeah. How many has he thrown? I I don't have that number on how many attempts. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask hard questions. Please, <laughs> yeah. Don't ask the questions that matter, but yeah. you know, yeah. Wow, I'll, Matthew I'll Stafford. Who number two is though? Aaron Rodgers. He's number three. Oh my gosh, Drew Brees. He is number four. Oh, so you now have one through seven, but not number two. 
<laughs> uh, Russell Wilson. I'm trying to think of quarterbacks. Cam Newton. Not on the list. Not on the list. Eli Manning. He's number nine. Son of a gun. Do I have the top ten then? You have. You're missing two, seven, and ten. Two, seven, and ten. Okay, so I've run down through quarterbacks that I know. Ben Roethlisberger. There you go. Number two. There Big we go. Big Ben. Yep. Wow. He's, he's the only other one over 2,000. And he's at 2,023. Number seven was Matt Ryan. And then number 10 was Phillip Rivers. Holy. Is this just because I've been in the league for so long? Or is, is there really is there a game plan really include that many screens? There's got to be a game plan. I mean, you got to go with like these weapons that they have, right? So you got to think about it. Drew Brees has guys like Michael Thomas and has guys like Alvin Kamara. Big Ben had Bell, had AB. Andy Dalton. I mean, he had like Gio Bernard is a stud in screen passes. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. They, they run quite a bit. Kirk Cousins. And like Gruden just lo- runs a lot of screens. Alex Smith, you just guessed that right off the top, right? He's Everybody just knows that he does shorter passes. Check down Charlie. What's up? Yep. Eli. I don't know how he has so many, to be honest, because I never felt like like Odell was getting screen passes. Because uh, I don't think it was to Odell. <laughs> Odell yeah. was slant and go, baby. Slant yeah. and get him out of the way, and we'll run a screen behind it. Exactly. And then Phillip Rivers makes sense. He does. A, they do a lot of screens to their running backs. Yeah. So, I mean, what about Stafford then? I mean, who is he sitting here throwing screens? It's not a running back. No, it's not. But uh, Golden Tate for two years or three, however long he, however many years he was in Detroit. Golden Tate's the screen king. For the sure. king of screens, eh? Yeah. Sounds well, like a Midwestern company. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Cool. <laughs> All right, that's what I got today. Hey, that was pretty good. Quite shocking. Glad I'm guessed all top 10 practically. Uh, hey, look at me go. Look at AC, baby. Hey, look out now. Yep. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Hard knocks. Not I'm cool. not I'm not even going to try to get not cool. <laughs> Can't find a smooth transition. Show farthest thing from smooth. Yeah. Um, I legit had more fun watching Ballers, a show that I fucking hate. Yet still watch more than I've watched more than I've enjoyed this entire season of Hard Knocks. This week's episode didn't change anything for me. <laughs> Speaking of ballers, you asked me last time, or we discussed it last time, and then you sent me a text message the other night. And you're like, "Hey, did you watch Ballers?" And I was like, "No, not yet. Got cut up watching another show. Go back to watch it." And I go, "Shit, I hated this show so much. I didn't watch last season." And now I don't know if I'm going to watch this season. You'll never catch up, dude. Like, there's no point. And I am so jealous of your life right now. Like, I've never wanted to be you more. Like, because hey. you don't watch Ballers. And everybody's well, like, I, stop fucking watching it. I can't. Listen, you have I to can't. know how it ends. I think they do something in Kansas City. I thought I remember seeing him in the sidelines in, like, their right practice now? field. Huh? I want to tell you right now what's happening. No. You're not going to watch it. I mean, I might. The yeah, Chiefs are there. You. I won't tell you then. Nah, just tell me. I ain't gonna freaking watch it. He's buying the Kansas City Chiefs. Bullshit. Yep. Bull fucking. No, he's not. Yes, that's all of what episode one was about. And because the hunts went out because of the Tyreek Hill situation. That's the reason. No. Yeah. No. I'm dead fucking serious. Honest. The Chiefs approved him going there and doing that? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you what do you mean the Chiefs? I mean approved he was him? at this the is... Chiefs facility filming this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they don't really care that much. The, the fact that the Hunts are wanting out because of the Tyreek Hill situation. The Hunts are literally the reason why Kareem Hunt's gone. I'm sorry. I said Hunt. Did I say Hunt? I thought I said Tyreek Hill. You did say the the Hunt are the owners. Yeah, yeah. The Hunts went out because of the Hill situation. You that's just said the, they 
that's the reason the hunts are out. That's what I thought. So I thought you meant Kareem Hunt there. This is confusing everyone. Yes, the the Kareem Hunt was kicked off the team because the hunts, the owners, the owner hunts <laughs> didn't want Kareem Hunt, the running back hunt, on yes. the team anymore, and he had lied to the coaches. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with Kareem Hunt. I understand that. Okay. That's still a very bad look that you allowed HBO to come onto your facility and go, hey, we want to film this movie about ballers with The Rock on how he's going to buy your organization because of domestic abuse type charges. Do you think that they probably just left that part out and we're just like, yeah, we're going to 100%. Like, I guarantee yeah. you they are pissed. That's why I'm so shocked right now because <laughs> there's no way they're just like, oh, yeah, come on in, man. Yeah. There's well, absolutely anyway. no way. Well, that's what it is. And the the other reasoning is because he's not white. That's another reasoning. Like that they like the the other owners are like, "Hey, like yeah, we'd also like it because you're not white. You're not like us." That's basically he's, what they said. He's part of like a minority group. So the it's, owners were for him buying it because the minority aspect of the owner. Correct. And again, we're only one episode in, so it kind of stops at the end. Like that's where it stops. And we're that's see the, rest the of reason the why the Chiefs facility is in this. I'm so freaking pissed. I'm gonna skip the season and go watch this and come back because that's a that's that's stupid. The whole series is stupid, Austin. I. I I cannot process that the Chiefs were like, yes, come film on our facilities and then shit on our organization for a situation that has taken place literally two times within a year and go the most premier ownership in the NFL, the guy who literally fucking created the AFL and the the. The fucking joining into the NFL, Lamar Hunt has now his son wanting to sell the team because of this issue. That's so stupid. That's why that show sucks, and that's why I don't. I'm so pissed off. I'm like overly pissed. I'm trying not to sound too overdramatic here, but that's just stupid. It is very much pissed me off. Thank you. And now. Now we're going to get back into hard knocks because something else I'm pissed about. Because here we are with hard knocks in a show that's supposed to be good every season, and it still sucks. What was the highlight of the show, Tree? Don't even worry about answering. I got the answer for you right here. The coolest thing they did was making a fucking remix of, if you're with me, Knock on Wood. That's all you got? I mean, who do you have doing this? A guy who has his own mixtape, and he's going to slap this on, like, oh, yeah, do this for Hard Knocks. Look at this great portfolio I have. Like, uh, it's so frustrating on what they're trying to do with this entire series and going back and forth on what the storylines are. The A-B situation is all over the place. You get them randomly going, man, this helmet hurts my head. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but your head's going to hurt wearing it, but it's not going to hurt afterwards because, you know, you're not going to get your freaking brain rattled all the time. I, I've done enough talking here. I'm doing enough whining. I want to hear you talk, Treats. Last episode, Rick, they're not even showing anybody that likes on the verge if they're going to make the roster or not. They started to this episode. Good for you there. I felt like they listened to us, but... At the same time, it's too late, like because next episode is the season finale. We didn't connect to those people because of one episode. Like we just didn't. Like there's not that connection there that we really wanted. The whole scenario with the field getting to 80 yards, like, you, I felt like they could have done more with it, like explaining like exactly why. Right? It was like this, like really quick. Well, yeah, because the Canada fields are longer, so they just tore down the pole, and now there's a hole. Like, and then it was like kind of over with, right? Like, I felt like they could have like gone through like how what does that process look like, right? Like the do the Packers bring it up to the Raiders, then they talk, and then they call the NFL. Like, how did how did you get from point A to point B? How did you get from a hundred yard field to just saying it's eighty yards and we're we're happy with it? Let's move on, right? It even showed LaFour saying, "I don't even care." 
He's he said I don't even care if we play on the field at a hundred yards. He that kind of was like as shocking. Like I was like, you don't care about your player's safety in the end zone. Yeah, the, the way they made it look like is that the Packers doctors threw a fit. It was like, we're not doing this for our players. And then the head coach literally goes, and I mean, I don't really care either way. I just want to play football. And it was just an awkward interaction between him and Gruden at midfield because Gruden is talking to him and asking him a question, and he just re- really didn't respond back. Yeah. He just kind of smiled, and it was like, I, like, hey, that was a good talk there. Speaking of awkward interactions, though, actually, before I get into that here, let's talk more about the field. Like you said, they could have done a lot more to kind of engage and maybe educate the viewership on, hey, what was the reasoning for this? What's the difference in the fields? Why is there a giant hole in the ground that they got to put more turf on that eventually led to them going, hey, let's just play 80s to be safe? Yeah, and I mean, they they be safe. Just so people, yes, we understand they did say something. That's not what we're saying, that they didn't say anything at all. We're saying more information. Yes. Provide us the reasoning on why this was done and then who makes the call. But it looks like, the, like I said last episode, the people that are filming this don't understand what to look for. They're just there to film and hope they get good shit. Like, you have to be in the right situations. Like, you have to understand what's going on. And I don't know if there's just lack of people there or just lack of understanding but there's a lack of something and it's my interest in the show for the remainder of it which is only one more episode which sucks because like you said we really have no relationship with anybody and we have one episode left they have yet to say the words las vegas yes the the entire stadium being built What's it look like to be what's it looking like right now? No idea. So we know because I posted a picture on our Twitter account because hey, one of our good followers and friends, he he his family is from Vegas, his wife's family, and so he goes there often. So he always sends me pictures and he's like, There's no way that this is gonna be done in time, by the way. He's like, It it looks like it's so far away. And if the the draft is there this year. And I know the draft's not going to be at the stadium, but you know the NFL wants that shit looking really good for yeah. when that time is there, right? And my buddy's like, yeah, man. Like, And his father-in-law is an architecture, I think. I don't, I don't remember what he does, but like he, 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 his father-in-law was even like, yeah, it, this is not, there's no way that this is done by like April. Wow. No way it's done by, well, what's the reasoning on that? I don't know. I mean, if you look at the picture, like that's a shit ton of work still to be done in what five months. Oh boy! Hey, the Raiders are gonna Raider, man. I mean, yep. it's just it is what it is. Back to awkward interactions. Derek Carr and John Gruden. That's that's tough to watch, dude. That is tough to watch. Derek Carr and them having a conversation. Do something about like, hey, what are you doing tonight for dinner? And Green's like, oh, going out to eat with Mayock. And you can tell it's like one of those situations where like, hey, I, I really don't want to tell him what I'm doing because I don't want there to be a possibility of him being invited. So yeah, I'm going to meet with Mayock. It just felt, it feels forced. And I guarantee that's not what Green wants in his quarterback. And it's going to lead to the situation where Gruden's going to find another quarterback here in the draft. Maybe not this next. Maybe it is next year. If they suck, John Gruden's drafting his own quarterback. Oh, 100%. Or they're doing it next year. Probably the kid from Clemson. They've already shown a deep connection to Clemson. Yeah. And that kid from Clemson is Trevor Lawrence. Yes, it is. Speaking of Clemson, they do the whole rookie. The one thing I do like, and I think it's creative, like it's like name, school, signing bonus thing. Like I think that's like a funny thing that they're. It's basically to try to embarrass them. Dude, what's his name? Got six million dollar signing bonus. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, Jonathan Abram. Yeah, Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, like six million dollar signing bonus, and he was a late round one. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, imagine okay. what Josh Jacobs got or uh, Clean and Farrell. Yeah, I think it actually. I think Clean and Farrell even said his earlier in the season. I wanted to say it was something. It was in double digits. Did he say? Was it nine million or was it? I thought it was like eleven or twelve, but I don't right. know. Twelve sounds right. Yeah. So still, that's anyway, a lot of money. It was super awkward. I totally agree. 
like, yeah, that whole interaction where he was like, yeah, they're good guys. They're good football players. Sitting there, like, waiting for a pass to come to him, and then it doesn't. He's just, it, it was just weird. Yeah. He's he's gone, dude. There's no way he's there with Gruden anymore. Gruden wants a guy that's more tough. He really likes Nathan Peterman. That is for certain. Peterman's definitely wanting a backup job. Oh, long neck Gannon's <laughs> that gone. That was so funny. I know you guys don't like him, but I think he's a good football player. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just shitting on his players or his coaches. Just like, you guys don't like him, but I do. Like, oh, dude, it's awesome, dude. I, I think that's funny. It's uh, something else. I hope I hope this next show, the next episode's good. Maybe they do lead out with Vegas and how everything's going to be prepared. They're probably not. We're probably going to be disappointed talking about it again next Monday or next Thursday, Monday, wherever whatever day we're talking about it. We're going to be there. Probably disappointed. Yeah, most likely. And like I'm, I think I'm over hard knocks. I I really do. I think I'm over. Like I haven't enjoyed the last few. Like. Dude, I'm good. Like, I mean, I'll watch it every year because we're football hungry, right? Like, that's what it is, and that's why. I think that's why the show will stay around is because everybody's football hungry. But mm-hmm. it's not because it's good. Like, we can't be the only people that feel this way. Like, I don't see it on Twitter very often, like, people saying how bad this has been. Actually, I never see it. But there's no way we're the only ones that feel this way. I definitely don't think we are. All right. Enough with hard knocks. We said that. We're done with it. Too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm freaking tired of it. I'm going to cry. No. Done with it. Moving on here. Andrew Luck retired. The fans booed him walking out of the stadium. That's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the overwhelming support that he has gotten from his peers. And in particular, another guy that retired young, rightfully so. And that's Rob Gronkowski. His comments to Luck were just, hey, take care of yourself physically. Get back to a spot you know, where you feel healthy physically, mentally, and then you're just good to live your life. Because hearing that from Gronk, you know, that, that's good to hear. And then his comments about coming back, what, he injured his leg in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but like, he injured his leg, and he about started crying because he's like, you know what, this is my last game, and I'm going out injured. And that pretty much just kind of solidified everything for him. But that's such a shitty way to go out, you know, with an injury in that type of way in that game and in that moment because he's already had enough injuries. I mean, he had a brace on his knee, knees, ankle. I mean, every body part that bent at a joint had a protective brace on it. I mean, how many times did he break his forearm? You know, I mean, maybe one time it was because he slammed in the back of someone's helmet, but, you know, he still broke it. And my main point with this is it's just nice to see Gronk supporting Luck, you know, Troy Aikman supporting Luck on Twitter, going after the guy that made that that's such a millennial thing because rehab is hard comment. I mean, a lot of people said some stupid stuff, but I really like the overwhelming support for Luck and the mental health aspect and getting healthy. It just sucks that the Colts were this late on deciding to take care of him. Yeah, speaking of dumb comments, uh, Bill Belichick's, Acting stupid like he didn't know that Andrew Luck retired was idiotic. Bugged the shit out of me. I don't think he was being fake. I think he is so focused on where they're at as a team right now. I mean, yes, he understands what's going on in the NFL, but I don't think he's just watching for breaking. Like, he's still, <laughs> this dude's still in the depths of trying to find someone that he can pick up on someone's practice squad to be an MVP caliber type player. I mean, I that's what he's doing right now. I 100% understand that. But to act like you did not know and you had not heard it, that's that's a lie. There's no way that it, nobody told him. Like, one of his coaches didn't like send him a text, like, hey, Andrew Luck just retired. And he could have read it and been like, okay, like, that's not, like, I don't care. Like, I'm focused on the team. That's fine. But there's... There's no way that he was like that was news to him. Four days later, I'm sorry. I, don't I guess I missed that part of him saying that he didn't know he retired. I remember him saying that he wasn't sure uh, 
Like he's like, yeah, he's a good player, but I don't know too much about him. I didn't pay attention or something. Yeah, well, that's what he was saying. He's like, I I don't pay attention to that, so I I didn't know. Like, so that's the way I took it. If I maybe yeah, I'm yeah. Misunder- maybe I'm misunderstanding what he said, but either way, like he also had to think, okay, like this team was also one of our main competitors. Now they don't have this. Like, mm-hmm. what does this mean for our the whole thing? Right? Like either way. It, it impacts the Patriots. It does. Because, like we said in the last episode, the top three teams in the AFC, Chiefs, Patriots, Colts, one of them just lost their starting quarterback. That's going to downplay them. So now, is it a two-horse race? Or, I mean, Brissett still can do his thing, right, and make that team still good. But they're, they clearly take a step down. Anyway, yeah. we talked about this last episode. But anyways, it bothered me. Next. Jerry Jones comments on Zeke. We've got a marathon here. We want Zeke when we're in the, what is it? The dog days of the season and when we get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're not going to get to the playoffs without Zeke. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, your entire, I think I said this a couple episodes ago, but I mean, was I wrong? Is the team still built around Zeke? With the addition of Amari Cooper, I mean, isn't yeah. it still Zeke then, or is it like, hey, Dak, we're trusting you as a quarterback? Because I mean, we've already been over this. Dak has better stats than Wentz. He yeah. hasn't been injured. He's efficient with the ball. I feel like with the days of Tony Romo, it was so much. Oh, he chokes in big moments. We've discussed it. He led the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks numerous times, but we always talked about the times that he choked. I like I get that the Cowboys are America's team, but why do we still suck on they suck and they choke here, but at the same time they're always freaking competing. Like they're they've never competing. been out of it. Yeah, exactly. So and maybe I'm talking to myself here. It's just like why do I always perceive them to suck when they don't? I mean, they were in the NFC close to the NFC championship game last year, correct? Yeah. I mean, if they would have beat the Rams, they would have. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing for me. It, like you said, are are they trying to do exactly what Seattle did, right? The team was Marshawn Lynch's team in Seattle, and then they slowly migrated it over to Russell Wilson's team. Are the well, I almost said Lions. Are wow, the you Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, Lions. Like they have nothing to do with this fucking conversation. We're talking about playoffs. Lions have nothing to do with this conversation. Sorry about that, Lions fans. Um, no, you're not. I'm not sorry at all. Um, <laughs> Are the Cowboys trying to transition away from Zeke to make this Dax team? I, that's what I'm thinking it is. Like, I mean, the play that Dak made last year in the playoffs, the deep throw rolling to his left to Cole Beasley, uh, that's a very tough throw, and he did it. He made big plays, you know, rushing up the middle, getting flipped over, scoring a touchdown, helping his team win the game. I mean, the team rallies around him. He's the whole reason he's the starting quarterback for the Cowboys because he the team rallied around him when Romo went down. He took the job. He's earned the job. He has kept the job. And now here we are with we're having off-field issues with Zeke. Zeke wants all this money. Again, with the off-field issues, how, many, how much stuff have the Cowboys covered up that we haven't even heard about yet? Yep. And... We've already discussed here the Cowboys can have him for another essentially four years. Yes. And then still not have to pay him. I mean, at a point, there's no leverage for Zeke. There's like, none. That's all. shocked that he declined that second most money guaranteed, or wasn't guaranteed, but second most money behind Gurley. Like, I'm just shocked by that. Like, do we all think that you're better than Gurley? Yes. Like, the stats show that. But. Dude, off-field issues mean you got dropped down one spot. Sorry about that. But in the end, what I'm getting at is Jerry Jones, honestly, you're probably not in the playoff race without Zeke this year, though. I mean, if they have a lot of trust in Tony Pollard, and the, the other thing here, it's not even going to have to do with Zeke or Dak. Is Jason Garrett the, the coach moving forward after this season? I mean, there's so many what ifs to this next year for the Cowboys that could honestly shake up the entire NFC East. And maybe this is something we should have taken a deeper dive on this offseason. And I guess we're just now kind of piecing it together. At least I am. 
But the Cowboys are very close to either being in the Super Bowl or just everything crumbling and falling apart and picking in the top 10. How about this? He's not the head coach next year. And everybody wants to say Lincoln Riley. What about this? Because I've been on this train for like two years. Jeff Scott, the wide receiver coach and co-offensive coordinator for the Clemson Tigers. Fucking love that dude. He should be a head coach and should have been for like the last four years. Look what he does to every wide receiver that comes from Clemson. Yes, they're talented, but you're going to tell me that he's not the one producing like, what's coming out of there? Come on. And he's the passing game coordinator. Like Everything that Watson's doing and what Lawrence is doing and stuff is coming from him, not just Dabo. I'm just saying, everybody look out for the name Jeff Scott. Because he's going to be the next great, I think, next great college head coach. But I'm just saying that everybody's looking for that young, up-and-coming coach. I think he's going to be one of them. Dang. I say Lincoln Riley just because they've already mentioned that they want him, and that's the only NFL team he said he'll coach. It's fair. And if that fair job right. opens up and he has Dak, I mean, we've already seen what he did with Kyler Murray. If he does yeah. the, same, the same thing with Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you, watched, have you watched QB1 yet, the new season? Um, I have been, yeah. Yeah, so Spencer Rattler. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of him? I know we're talking about a high schooler or a college freshman. Yeah. But yeah. Kinda, what do you think about him? I mean, I lo- so I think he's like he's a douche to like his best friend, which bugs the shit out of me. But again, at the <laughs> same time, if I was that kid in high school, I would have been a douchebag too. So, but the reports out of Oklahoma are that he's killing it, and he actually – almost stole that job from Jalen. There was a couple of weeks there where they were like, shit, we might have to go with Rattler because he's just overall the better quarterback. The dude's got a hell of an arm. Yeah, he does. I mean, when he... <laughs> they were doing some competition in camp in one of the first episodes, and he's like, I'm going to put it in the back corner right here. Watch this. And he throws, and he's like, dime. And that ball just went perfect. Like, my jaw dropped. Like, this is a high school senior... Dude, I struggled to hit a trash can at the end of the driveway as a fucking senior in high school. This dude's throwing at 50 yards in the corner right on a spot. Seriously. Another football show that's better than Hard Knocks. <laughs> yes. Hard Knocks is like fourth on the list at this point, and there's only four There's only four football shows, so not the best. <laughs> Wait, what are the four? All or Nothing, QB1, Ballers, and <laughs> Hard Knocks. <laughs> I don't even I don't even consider ballers football anymore. Like it's uh, like whatever. But <laughs> their intro sucks. Man, we're going right back to it. I hate their freaking yeah, introduction for ballers. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> um, Rivera, no doubt that Cam Newton plays Week One. I think that's fair. I mean, I think the ankle injury was just uh, hey. You maybe tweak something, maybe pain that you shouldn't be feeling in a preseason game. Just get out, you know, just be done. We need you for the season. Because like you said a couple episodes ago, if he has, he's an injury away from being done. Yeah, he is for sure. So, yep, agreed there. Uh, let's talk about Julio. So, obviously, a lot of wide receivers have gotten paid the last two years. And mm, Julio yeah. is one that has not for a long term. He did get a, a bump in his salary last year, but it was just for the year. So, Julio, he's going to get – I feel confident he's going to get paid before the season starts. What about you? I'm kind of confused with it because, like you said, last year he got that bump in pay, and I thought a comment had come out is, we don't want to deal with this for – a while ago like we don't want to hear anything about it because like last year he made somewhat of like an issue for it it seemed like like he kind of pushed on okay matt ryan's getting a hundred million dollars like i'm the reason for that and then like okay well here's your bump increase we don't want to hear anything else and now they're coming out saying he's going to get a bigger contract i mean yes it makes sense and he totally deserves it but it's just the wishy-washy of it that kind of has me confused i mean he's he's got to make more than michael thomas though right yeah, for sure. He absolutely needs to. But I don't think that he's making a big deal out of it. I think that they're actually – there's good convert. Like, this is a healthy conversation with the agent yeah. and the Falcons, right? Yeah, like he hasn't else. skipped anything. 
Yeah, he's been there. He's. I feel like he's just like, hey, I just trust that the good faith of the Falcons and my agent, like something's going to get done. Like, I I feel like he's, is it naive? Who knows, right? Like, you never know. If if they, I feel like if they don't pay him, next offseason is going to get ugly. That's what's going to happen. I think that's why they're like, hey, don't worry, dude. We're, we're going to pay you. Yeah. Because they also know if we don't have Julio, uh, we really time. deplete. Not yeah. good. Yep. Where would he go? Oh, God. What team wants to give up two first-rounders for him? Because somebody would. Kansas City, because they're not going to need him anyways, picking up number 32. Fuck it. Might as well just have two second-rounders. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Can you know, imagine like, that? Oh, oh get the get out of here, dude. God. Tom Brady, Randy Moss, thing in the past. Seriously. Mahomes to Hill, Kelsey, or Jones. Look out. Yeah. Fuck. I wouldn't even. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be scary, dude. That would be scary. Would not even be fun. Would not. Like, I, I would fully expect the Fal- or Falcons. They're the Falcons. They're not going to trade with themselves. Jesus Christ. Um, The 49ers with Shanahan. Yeah. But John Lynch needs it. John Lynch has got to have to save his job. Yeah. I'm not picking any more defensive linemen, boys. <laughs> we're just yeah. going to get a receiver and go. Yeah, we're just going to get the guy. Yeah. And it'll let him get hurt and not play. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? My bad. Speaking of guys that uh, may be getting traded, Jadeveon Clowney, he has fired his his long-term agent. And then the fav- I saw that he met with the Dolphins. I don't. How is he meeting with people if he signed a, a franchise tag? He hasn't signed it. Oh shoot, that's right. Okay, I'm no longer confused. But then I'd say, okay, I guess I still am. How how are you on a team but still meeting with other teams? I I don't know that answer. So there's got to be did did the question is is did the Texans give him permission? to go out and seek a trade, which I assume they probably have. If there's no general manager, do they, like, since there's no official general manager, is that even, does that kind of exclude that? No, because I would assume that that probably got brought up before they hired, fired their GM, because their GM got fired well after the draft, and that conversation happens before the draft. Because that's when the franchise tenure is supposed to be signed, is before the draft. That's a good point. So, speaking of the Dolphins, then, with the attachment of Clowney, you said last episode Kenny Stills is gone because yeah. of the issues with uh, a big-name guy coming a part-time owner. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, thank you. I had his face, not his name, knew his wife, not him. Yep. I think I'm not the only one. But, uh, yeah, his comments on that situation may get him moved out and Jadeveon Clowney going to the Dolphins. Boy, that really changes things for the AFC East. I mean, that really helps Brian Flores. Maybe it doesn't change a lot of things for the AFC East, but it helps Brian Flores build his team. I mean, same, similar to what we're seeing with Patricia in Detroit. You know what I mean? Yep. He got flowers. He's got a big defense alignment that can make some noise and get to the pa- you know get to the passer. We're if this takes place, we're going to see the same thing happen in Miami, and we're going to see that Patriot way. But if you're the Dolphins and your fans and you're the ownership, you have to take it slow. You cannot expect immediate turnaround because you're not going to get it. Like you have to have, you have to have patience to allow that coach to install and instill the culture and the mindset and the method of the Patriot way into your team. You've been trying to do it for years. Allow them to do it and watch it come to fruition. Yep, agreed. Uh, I'll stick with my two favorites that I've told you about and that Seattle. I, I still think that they're a favorite to get him. And then the Falcons with them wanting to get out of the Vic Beasley deal uh, and him being a disappointment. I think that they could try to find a way to get him as well. Those are my two favorites have been for about a week and a half now. I'm digging it, dude. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Just kind of some BS with, the last two, I kind of want you to lead us into those just kind of yeah. topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, first one, Jarek McKinnon. Is his career with San Francisco over before it even got started? They're not going to release him this year, everybody. They will not. Even if they just put him on IR, 
it would cost them way too much money. Like it would, they would lose too much by letting him go. So don't need to worry about that. But he had another setback two days ago. Second one in two months that he's had. Like he just can't get over the hurdle. And you got, you got the other guys. You got Coleman. You got Brita. Like, is it just is it over? Like, do you just put him on IR and just move on? I mean, you kind of almost have to, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, not not very many other options you got. I mean, you yeah. can. I mean, and yeah, like you can take him slow for the next eight weeks if you put him on IR now. And if he's healthy by week week six or so, like, then maybe, maybe bring him back. Who knows? Yeah, it just it sucks for 49ers fans. I mean, you had such a promising, you know, reinduction of a head coach and general manager. What you assumed was a fantastic first round draft. And then everything's just falling apart since then. You know, you you have big money in the offseason. It goes nowhere. What you spend it on has not helped your team. You, your franchise quarterback goes down. You're heading into this year. He's throwing interceptions in camp like crazy. He doesn't look good in a preseason game. He kind of looks all right against the Chiefs. I just I, I just wasn't seeing it, and it sucks for me saying this because I predicted him as an MVP candidate, and I'm not seeing, hearing it, or assuming it anymore at all. Yep, agreed. All right. Last one, silly topic, something we don't even want to talk about. Yeah, I don't even know why we have it on here. It's just kind of a BS topic to really kind of end the show out, honestly. It is. It is. So round two is coming, and that is Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill week one. Who versus Hill? Who, Jalen Ramsey versus a, a return specialist. Oh, here we go. Living <laughs> in the past. Yeah, look at you Jaguars fans. Living in the freaking past. Um, but dude, yeah, Todd Wash comes out today, press conference, and he's like, "Yep, Ramsey's just shadowing him. Like, we're we're going for this. Let's do it." And w- let me tell you, Ramsey looks unreal right now. Like, he is extremely focused. Like, he really is. Like, obviously, last year, all of the noise and stuff, and I think he got. I do think he got like caught up in it. I really do. But this year, man, he is like zoned in it's great and i i'm ready for this hey i'm ready go ahead get your comments out because i'm just gonna destroy you i think it's gonna be fucking awesome i think that he's gonna win some he's he's too good of a player he's too fast the offense is too good he's gonna win some but i think ramsey's gonna slow him down last year like we always talk about like how hill got past him that one play in the end Hill had four catches for sixty yards, and it wasn't all on and it wasn't all on Ramsey. Four for sixty is not that good for Tyreek Hill, and I think that the Jags are going to be ready, man. I think that Boye, like nobody's talking about him, just because he was injured last year, and I think he's ready. I really do, and obviously Ramsey's ready, dude. I think I think they're okay with just putting those two on islands with him and just saying, okay, let's do this. Boye, they might put a safety over the top just for speed purposes. Ramsey, no, he's not as fast as Hill, obviously. Nobody's as fast uh-huh. as Hill. But Ramsey can Ramsey can keep up, like, where he can still be in position. And oh, dude, I can't wait, dude. I, I think I'm going to spend more time when Jags' defense is on, on the field. I'm going to be like, who do I watch? Do I watch Ramsey right there? Or do I, like, watch Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe on the edges? Like, it's going to be crazy. And with and again, with this pass rush, I think that Mahomes is not going to have as much time as he's used to. And I think they're going to have to get creative, and I think they will get creative because of that. But I do also think that that's not going to give Hill that time to get the deep routes that they may be used to. That might help Ramsey as well. The floor is yours. Thank you. So... If they just have Ramsey one-on-one with Hill with a safety not over the top, it's going to be terrifying. Like, that's going to be bad. Because, yeah, you mentioned time. Tyreek Hill is freaking scary fast. His route running is tremendously improved. 
all the noise that took place this offseason has created so much of a focus for him, it's not even funny right now. The dude is in better shape than I've seen him in since he's been in the NFL. I mean, that dude is a shredded speed brick. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know how much fat's on his body. There's not much, but the dude is ready to go. His relationship with Patrick Mahomes has grown. Their chemistry is definitely there. Sammy Watkins has grown tremendously as well. No injuries. He feels, I've said this before, he feels better now than he has his entire career since college. You're, you didn't mention really Travis Kelsey. You have Miles Jack as a linebacker. Outside of that, do you have anyone else to cover him? You have Dion Yelder. The Chiefs do like to use their second uh, tight end in more times than not. Dion Yelder and Blake Bell, those are going to be the other two. You know what I mean? The, the ball may go to a big situations, and if they catch the ball, they're fine. Damien Williams is making noise. Don't forget about Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, these are all guys that are in the mix here for this offense in a new scheme that hasn't even been displayed yet. And that's what I worry about with the Jaguars. And I think that's what you should worry about as well. And I'm not I'm not sitting here saying it in like a smart ass way. Their defensive line, yes, is one of the best in the NFL. And I've written that in my article that I'm about to have published next week. So when that comes out, make sure everyone checks it out. But back to my point. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey, that's going to be a very exciting matchup. But if there's not a safety over the top, Ramsey has to respect the speed. So he's going to have to give him space. And if Tyreek Hill hits him on a double move or he hits him on an out or an in and gets that separation and breaks a tackle, he's gone. Because, yes, Ramsey's got a good break on the ball. But if he, you know what I mean, if he gets too aggressive or anything and he misses, that there's points on the board right there. Yeah. Now on the offensive side for the Jaguars, that's where my attention is because no one's talking about it. The Chiefs' run defense has looked okay, but this is a totally new defense for the Chiefs. New starters, young talent, promising talent. A lot of money's there. You still have Leonard Fournette. You have Chris Conley coming back. You have DJ Shark. You have D.D. Westbrook. You have Nick Foles, who knows the Chiefs, who Andy Reid knows as well. And Conley. Yes. Look, I mean, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be an awesome game. It, it, it's shocking to me that, like, this game is not getting more hype for week one. Seriously. We, like, need, we, need, we, need, to, we need to build the hype. The Titans and Browns are getting more hype than the Jags Chiefs. Why? I mean, the Browns are a team built of superstars that's going to get pissed off at each other if they're not winning, and it's going to crumble. The yeah. Titans, what's there to be optimistic about? A good, a decently good defense? Your offensive line is built is breaking apart. You have wide receivers that have proven nothing except for Adam Humphreys, who's the next Wes Welker. You have a quarterback that throws no-look passes while looking directly at the fucking receiver. So I'm tired of seeing that stupid shit on Twitter. And then you have a running back who doesn't show up until December. Yep. I know. There's so many good games in week one, that, and it's shocking. Like, Falcons-Vikings? I haven't even heard about that. I haven't even heard about it. fucking awesome game. I can't wait. Like, I can't wait to have Sunday ticket on. I'm going to have four games on, and I can tell you, Browns Titans will not be one of them. Like it just won't be. Like there's Damn. too many other good games on, and picking these games week one, it's gonna be insane. Like, what time is that Chiefs Chiefs Jaguars game? It's the more. So it's what is that noon your time? Games start at noon. The early games. Yeah. Yeah. So that time because it's eleven o'clock my time. Dude, what's it like to not have games start till noon? Yeah, dude, I don't know, because I'm going to be in Texas all day. Well, I mean, I guess you better buy you that Sunday ticket that I've been <laughs> Wait, what time? The game starts at noon? Yeah. Damn, dude, I might miss the first half. How? If I'm on the plane. If I'm on the plane. Dude, pay for, I will pay for your Wi-Fi. It's like You're not paying. I mean, I'm going to pay for it. Get out of here. You're not paying for it. Yeah, I leave at 10.45 and I get back in Kansas City at 12.40 and then got to drive back home. Damn it. Well, it looks like I'm watching the game and driving. I've done it before, baby. (laughs) Dude, just hang out at the airport. (laughs) 
Hey, sir, can I help you? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just watching the game. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you stop at like a place where to eat there and just stop it somewhere and get a beer and watch the game? I might do that. I might do that. That's right? probably like get off yeah. get off the terminal and then just go and find a place. You got to. You really do. Yeah, Kansas City Airport's different though, dude. It's like it's up north of the city. There's really not much around it. Yeah, They're rebuilding I, a new one, but it's just. But they they have restaurants inside the airport, right? Bro, we got like one or two. Oh, I hope one or two of those have TV. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If we'll not, see. We'll see. I'll not, figure it out. If not, Facetime me. I'll prop my phone up to my TV. See. There we go. We'll figure this out. There it is. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Next two episodes. Let me just tell you what's happening. Next Ooh. episode. Division winners, wild cards, playoff predictions, MVP, comeback player of the year, all of it. Rookie of the year, everything. You're going to hear what talking football has. What else do we got? The next episode after that is going to be the Wednesday, and that means week one previews. And I'm Bam. I am super excited. Bam! Here we go. It's it's time. Yes, it's time. it is, dude. We have a lot of fun little segments that we've been waiting to start once the season started, and we're excited to pull them out after week one. Yes, dude. I'm pumped, but do you know what sucks right now? All this moving, I still, like, I still got shit to pack, bro. Yeah, that sucks. I've been sitting here thinking, like, man, I really don't have that much to pack. And then I went open up a cabinet. I was like, oh, I gotta pack all this. I open up another <laughs> cabinet. Gotta pack all this. <laughs> Walked into the laundry room. I was like, yeah, sell them wash and dryer. Ain't moving that. <laughs> 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 I'm just selling a bunch of shit right now because I really don't want to move it. Sorry to give too much personal information there, but ugh. excited for football. Hate the thing that I got to do in between. Yep, his address is three nine two. Missouri Boulevard. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Hey, you're, you're kind of close. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's it. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Forgot to say. Again, nine is coming, BYU. Enjoy Ooh. another loss. The nine is coming. Oh. And tonight, we've been talking football. <laughs>